Alright, welcome back to EdTech Sandwich. Over there you have Mr. Brett Foster. Over there you have Mr. Marty Park. Alright, and you know, welcome back. We took a little hiatus for summer. Um, we wanted to give all of our uh, many viewers a kind of an EdTech Sandwich break. Um, but we know you're hungry now for this sandwich. <laughs> it's time to get back to school. So Brett, what do you, uh, what do you have for, for lunch today? Well... First off, let's just say that these sandwiches are not just your everyday type of sandwiches. That's right. These are handcrafted gas station sandwiches. Yep. And uh, since we're eating at a gas station sandwich today, I thought I would go back to my um, rural, that's hard to say, rural, rural yeah, yeah. roots, and I would go with a little liver cheese with tomatoes, onions, a little, a little bit of lettuce, and a little mayonnaise. So, liver cheese, by the way, um, I, I am going to do a research project on exactly what that is. What I, I'm not even sure what what animal that is. Um, it's, it's, it's some type of meat. Yeah. So, we think. So, I'm going with, actually, and, and I'm a big fan of gas station sandwiches. I know that that sounds a little odd. Uh, pork rinds, too, by the way. Yeah. So, so Brett will, will not be breeding after this lunch, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But, um, you know, I went with the your basic... Um, your basic PB and uh, honey. So peanut butter and honey, pretty excited about it. It's actually, the quick stop um, actually didn't make it as thick as I was looking forward to. Um, pretty sure that this will last me about five minutes. Um, but that's good. So anyway, get on it. this version of EdTech Sandwich um, took a little hiatus, but we want to jump right in and get into a couple really um, important topics, neat topics, and things that we think can impact education and uh, how technology can, can be um, you know, a tool for, for teaching and learning. So the first thing we want to do is um, jump to you know, Outlook and Outlook Live and email. Um, so we had an update to our uh, email system. There's some pretty neat features in there. One I want to focus on is in the calendar function. And, of course, we've always been able to add calendars. And so as you can see on the screen, um, I can do um, I can create a new calendar. But the really cool thing that we're now able to do, and I'm going to select this. I'm you know, playing the role of a classroom teacher again. I'm going to select this homework calendar. I'm going to right-click, and I'm going to go to Share, and I'm going to Publish to the Internet. And when I do that, um, I can see, um, I can get a, a public URL for this calendar. I can put it on my blog, my teacher blog, or whatever. Um, so here's the public URL. Now, is that separate? Is that a separate calendar from their personal calendar that teachers could use to put like meetings and stuff like that for themselves on there? Well, it can be, or you can publish your your traditional your your calendar that comes with your account. You can sure. publish that as well. Um, so I just copied that URL and I'm going to paste it. And you can see this homework calendar. Now, I only have one assignment here, um, but this is an example. Um, so this one I can't edit, but if I you know, close it and go back to my account, then I can edit this calendar, add events, and whatever. It's, it updates automatically. Um, so there's no, once you publish it, it's published, and there's nothing else you need to do. As soon as you add an event, then you're good to go. Um, I think this is, could be pretty important. Um, I like it. Uh, now, I have found one issue with it, um, and that is that even though it's an HTML page that you get, um, it's not mobile browser ready, which is a, a, a big bummer for me. Um, but it certainly can still be used, especially if you're trying to find a good way to publish events. 
Um, but with a mobile uh, device, can you click on the full site? Like, you know how there's like a mobile site and a full site, there's not an option for them to click no, on? No, no. And I have read that there that that's kind of a, another uh, feature update or whatever. But it certainly is a maybe a, a good start. Yeah. Excellent. So the other thing with, with uh, this update and with Live at EDU um, that I did want to mention is in-browser co-authoring of Word. Okay. So now if Brett is in Word um, and he could be some other place, some other time, in Microsoft Word in the browser or from a client, and I can also be in that same document editing at the same time. I don't think it's as good as Google Docs because right. I can't see where Brett's cursor is, and I really like that. Yeah, I like that um, but hopefully they get to that point, point as well. But it is a new update. What you got, Brett? Well, uh, as you know, a new Apple OS came out, OS Lion, and uh, I've been using it now for, well, I got it actually a couple days after it came out, so I wanted to let their servers kind of take a break before I started downloading it. And uh, I'm going to tell you, it's, I'm very impressed with it. I like some of the new features in it. Um, I like how um, fast it's, it, it's moving. Um, I like that uh, the some of the new features like the Launchpad and the full screen apps, which they aren't revolutionary by any you know stretch of imagination. I really think they've been integrated well. Um, Mission Control, which is kind of like kind of like what Spaces was a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's been a, a kind of modified. Um, I just really think it's a really good update. The uh, the thing that I think that most people that I've heard have an issue with is the natural scrolling. Yeah. They've kind of, you know, what what they've done is taken the OS and kind of made it more like the iOS. Yeah. Uh, and now how on an iPad or an iPhone, when you want to go down a page, you push up, kind of like a natural feel. But the, the scrolling up and down gesturing now matches. Is, is now matches that. So that, that got me for a couple days. It did me too, but you know what? Uh, on another Mac that I have at home, I haven't upgraded to Lion yet, and so I was using it last night. And it felt weird. I, I, I was constantly mistakenly scrolling. So yeah. So it's a great upgrade uh, for twenty nine bucks. You yeah. can put it on all the Macs that you have. Yeah. So for twenty nine dollars, you can put it on any Mac you have. Um, so Except I think, the ten devices. Yeah. Right. And as long as it has an Intel processor, I exactly. believe. Exactly. Um, the other thing about Lion that that I've kind of noticed is battery life. So mm -hmm. my battery life has in, improved. Um, since I've upgraded to Lion. I'm not sure. I've read some blogs on that and kind of why that is and whatever. But I think it's uh, just not as... A, a, and I don't know that, that Snow Leopard was bloated, but I don't think it's as bloated um, and it's kind of taken some of those things away. Well, you know, I've up, <clears throat> on one Mac, I've done an upgrade. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on a, my MacBook Air I just got, did you hear what I Yeah, I did. I got a new MacBook Air. Uh, it came installed on it already. I haven't really noticed any differences in the device and how and how how it works mm -hmm. between the devices I upgraded and the new one that came pre-installed with it. So I feel like they did a great job. What concerns me a little bit is now that there are no discs that are sent with any yeah. new device. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how when you want to format and start all over, how that's going to work. Yeah, that that is kind of I think that is interesting. Um, what do you got, Marty? What's next? Next, I just wanted to share a book that I've been reading. I'm not all, I'm not all the way through it yet, but this is Always On um, by Brian Chin. Um, you might recognize Brian Chin. Um, he was the lead editor for Macworld Magazine, um, and he now writes for Wired.com. Mm -hmm. uh, writes a ton of stuff, but he's really focused on the mobile environment. We've been talking about mobility for 
last several years and how, you know, that huge impact. But this book is full of, I, I think it's, it's more of a, I call it a talk talk book where it's, you know, kind of opinions and ideas and future, like future ideas of, of what Brian thinks will happen. But it's also full of um, data full of facts and percentages and data on uh, devices, mobility, and whatever. Of course, Brian does focus on the iPhone, but it's certainly, he, he states pretty clearly that uh, the book is not about an iPhone. It's about, you know, mobility um, and, and what we're able to do with our, right at our fingertips. So I recommend it, Always On by Brian Chen. Pretty cheap through Amazon, by the way. All right. Uh, oh, that was some weird noise. Uh, as you know, Marty, we are moving into a new environment in Anderson County Schools where we have an open network where students can bring any device that has network capability uh, onto our network. And so in order to kind of accommodate all those users, we, um, uh, we needed to kind of get ourselves familiar with the different types of operating systems and different types of uh, devices that they may be bringing. And since we felt like the majority of our students are going to be buying new devices, we're probably going to the local Walmart to get those devices. Mm -hmm. uh, I went down to the local Walmart and I bought one of every device that they had in stock. Um, and so I just want to share with you some of those devices and tell you a little bit a real quick review of those. Mm -hmm. The first one that um, we we got here that we're working on is a new HP touchpad. Um, it's an interesting, I mean, it looks almost identical if you just laid it down on the table next to an iPad, uh, that it looks almost like an iPad, like, the, the, well, the re, uh, version one iPad. Um, it runs the um, WebOS, web which there's an update that just came out, I think, yesterday that this one hasn't had yet, and I'm more interested to see if it takes care of some of the issues I have. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the, the touch on this isn't as responsive as I'd like for it to be. However, it runs everything really well. It is a little sluggish, and I will tell you this, that before we could get this onto our network, it had to be activated on an open network. So, yeah. so if you open it out of the box and you want to put it onto our network with the way our network is configured with uh, transparent proxy and authentication with um, registry and device, it won't work. You'd have to go, we had to, I had to take this home. Activate it there. And what do you bring think back. the students' experience with WebOS? Is it, is, it, is it good? Good enough? Is it? Yeah, I think it's good enough. Um, what I don't like about this device, most of all, is the price point. It's $100 more than an iPad. Okay. And I don't feel like it is as uh, intuitive. You don't feel like it's worth $100. I don't, it's not worth $100 more than an iPad. Okay. So. Um, but I, I would say that you will have students bringing in a WebOS. Oh, device. most definitely. I think yeah. so, too. Uh, the other device that we got here is the, and I'm, where, there it is. And I'm just going to eat my peanut butter. Please do. Is a, um, oh, it's the, it's Acer, um, and it's running an Android Lower OS. Android, yeah. yeah. I think it's running 2.2 or 2.1. I can't remember which one it is. Which is interesting, uh, you know, I like that it has multiple browsers in it. You can use a Firefox or an Opera mini browser, or it runs the, 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 the legacy browser that's already in Android. Um, if you are familiar with Android, then this is going to be a really great device. Now, my father bought one of these. He loves it. Uh, he's been using it nonstop. For me, um, I'm not so used to Android, so it took me a little while to get used to it. Uh, I like it. I like it quite a bit, actually. Um, 
This one was $389, so it's about $100 less than an iPad. Um, If you are going to be a heavy app user, um, then I don't know if this is the market for you, but if it's web and email and and those types of things, it does flash, it does a lot of things the iPad doesn't do, it's $100 cheaper, uh, and it's a great device. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with this device. Battery life is pretty good. Um, on the HP, I had some issues with it, but with this one, I had really no problems with the, the battery life on it. The, uh, but I think it's more towards, you know, my total feeling about Android is that it is what uh, the people who really like to tinker around and, and, and mess with technology, it's a really great OS for them. But for somebody who just wants to turn it on and it work, it's that's not the experience you're going to have. Uh, and then the final one I'm going to talk to you about today is the Nook Color. Um, wow. Nook Color is a pretty interesting device. It has a. It's actually from what we when we put it onto our network and it pulled the OS into our uh, uh, network uh, administration software. It said it's running Android. <laughs> oh wow! So um, once again with this device, though, just like the HP. Uh, we had to authenticate this on a, or we had to register it on a open network before we could get it onto our network. Uh, it's an excellent book reader, um, and it does have a browser in it. Let me pull the browser up. Um, and so there's our district website on it. Um, it is the the touch aspect on it is pretty is pretty good. Um, and then just to you know. The whole experience I thought was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does a much better job of of uh, interfacing with the, the web as opposed to Kindle. Uh, but I think as far as a book reader is concerned, the Kindle is a much better ebook reader. Um, but as far as a device that can do does both of those things, the Nook is a pretty interesting thing. At two hundred and fifty bucks, is the browser uh, fast? The browser is pretty fast and pretty responsive. I mean, it's it's not like a iPod Touch or an iPad or any of the other devices. It's a little bit slower, but as far as a touch interface, I felt like it was pretty pretty good. Uh, so if an iPod Touch, the screen's too small for you on that, and this screen is a little bit larger, if that's what's something you're needing, this is a pretty good device for two hundred fifty bucks. Um, and so those are just quick reviews of some of the devices that we're testing out here on our network. And again, you expect all those devices. I know for a fact that we already have people trying to get Android devices on to our network, right. which we had an issue with that. We can talk about that some other time. Uh, but uh, I, know, and I also know we have people who have got nooks onto our, our network already, teachers. So yeah. I, I foresee lots of those. Cool. Being used. Very interesting, and I definitely want to keep watching. <clears throat> so since, we, since we've been... You know, away from EdTech Sandwich for a while, this one's going to be a little bit longer. Um, but we definitely, we usually always hit on, you know, the three big, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Google, you know, some of those things um, that that each each company is doing. Um, speaking of Google, we've talked about Android, but let's, uh, let's what about Google Plus? It's kind of been in the news a lot. Every, I, I know a lot of people are kind of testing it out. I've read, you know, crazy articles like the death of Facebook and um, is, is, you know, Google Plus is, is going to take that market over. And um, I have some opinions, but again, I think with just like most people, their opinions. I have Google Plus pulled up if you haven't seen it. And um, there's some pretty interesting uh, feature sets. Um, I'm really intrigued by Hangouts. So you can start a Hangout with some people that you've pulled in. 
to your circles and do some, you know, chat space and video space. Um, I think, you know, we've been talking about for a while that video is the new voice. And so anything that you can do with video, you know, we saw Facebook partner with Skype and to, to be able to take your Facebook contacts and Skype them in browser, I think, um, is something that we saw recently. Um, and so Google Plus is, is, is another piece of that. Brett, what are your thoughts on Google Plus? Uh, you know what? I, I got into it and I like it a lot. I think that it's, it allowed me the opportunity to kind of start from scratch with the new social media network. Mm -hmm. uh, being someone who had been educated a little bit more about social media by using, originally using MySpace and then uh, Facebook, it allowed me to start organizing how I interface with people a little bit better. And did Circles help you do that? A feature circles, set. Circles did help me do that. Um, some of the things that I, I like the concept behind but haven't really seen uh, play out in, in in real life yet are things like, uh, you know, the... Um, um, sparks. Yeah, Sparks and some of those other the skills communication type tools. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how those work. Yeah. And, and uh, it's definitely one to watch. So if you have, if you've got an opportunity to jump in Google+, Plus, uh, you might check it out or just kind of wait and see if the masses go. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty interesting. Uh, if, if people, if people jump to it, um, then, you know, we can see a lot of traffic there and a lot of uh, good benefit. But if people don't, then it could end up being like Buzz or what was the... Uh, Wave was the Wave. Other yeah. yeah, right? So, um, but... Uh, it's certainly interesting, to say, to say the least. Um, okay, what else? What else do we have, Brett? Uh, oh, I, I have one more. I okay, want to share. Um, so, I I've been looking for. I do a lot of presentations, and I like to control um, my the machine that's hooked to projector with my iPad and use apps to kind of highlight different images or whatever. And so I've been wanting to do that. Um, I just held my iPad for a while and, you know, dropped it and whatever. So I've been looking for, and I finally found, um, this is called the Sleeve 360. Um, actually, the producer is in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, it's, it's okay. It protects the corners. It's probably not as um, fancy or, or nice that, you know, some other cases, but it definitely has this uh, hand you know, this hand sleeve for you to sli slide your hand in and be able to control. It spins if you want to. It makes me feel like I'm in the Wild West and, you know. Like the ZZ Top guitar. That's right. That's right. It also uh, disconnects and lets you just use it as a kind of a small profile. Little... You know, I think I saw Leo Laporte interview those guys at CES. Did you? Yeah, I think so. But, um, it, I got it. I got it really fast. I was actually notified that I was the first person to receive ever to receive the Sleeve 360 for the iPad 2. Nice. I don't know why that's important, but... You're so important. Yeah, basically. Hey, I just need to know something. Have you been if-eyed yet? I'm getting ready to get if-eyed. Blankified. Blankified, exactly. Uh, for those of you who are kind of um, uh, wondering what we're talking about here, there are two blankified applications out there that are kind of taking the, the internet and, you know, in some way the music business by storm. Uh, the first one I want to talk to you, to you about is kind of more of a fun thing, and it's an iPod, an iPhone app called Songify. And basically, if you've seen some of the um, uh, auto-tune to news mm -hmm. uh, videos, this is basically a way for you to auto-tune the news for with anything that you want to say. And by auto-tune, it's basically you're singing... You're just saying a word, and it's going to auto-tune it to the the, the music that they have pre-installed on here. So uh, it's actually really fun. And uh, here's the app right here. 
And then basically all you gotta do is touch this button, tap it once. Marty Park is a living legend in his own mind. So you stop it like that. Tap it once. Marty Park. Tap it once. Marty Park. Tap it once. Marty Park is a living legend. So it just takes that type of thing. So it's really kind of fun. It takes anything that you say and puts it into a song. Uh, the other Blankify is one that's actually pretty serious and actually incredible is uh, Spotify. Now, Spotify is basically a application you can put on to any computer um, that is a music uh, playing uh, application. You can put anybody's name in here you want. So I'm going to put on uh, Marty's favorite, um, Miranda. Cosgrove and uh, and so I put in that and instantly all the songs for her come up you can play the top one and sparks fly then Marty's in like pure pop heaven and so these are not songs that are on your computer these are songs that are out there on the uh, wow. in the cloud uh, but you have access to them there are three different tiers there's a free tier where you have access to all the music or most of the music and, but you have advertisements coming up in the application. There's a tier that's five bucks a month, gets rid of the advertisements, and you can access it on your computer any of the songs that you want. You have access to all the songs. And then there's a $10 a month tier, and what it allows you to do is takes off the advertisement, access all the songs, create playlists. You can also then uh, access those playlists on your phone, on your mobile device, as well as if there are songs that you don't, uh, if you if you're worried about being off of 3G or off the network, so if, you're disconnected. if you're disconnected, you can have them be uh, accessible offline on your phone. Downloaded. So downloaded basically onto your phone, uh, and you can have access to those music as long as you're a subscriber. So um, there's just by hearing you say that, there's certainly some feature um, updates if you were to compare Pandora with Spotify. Well, Pandora, you know, you put in artists you like, and it creates a playlist for you that have similar yeah. type artists. This one is you find the songs that you want, create the playlist yeah. that you want to hear. And there's also a social. There's a social to aspect it. of it over here as well. So, like for example, uh, Chris Chris Stevenson is one of my friends on here. He shares out these playlists. Uh, and so, like, if I wanted to hear. Uh, his favorite song right now, I can. he's got Best Songs 2011. I can actually subscribe to his playlist uh -huh. if I want to. Uh -huh. uh, or I can just listen to whatever he wants, to, what he has on there. So it's that easy, it's that fast, and to me, it's. I went ahead and got the premium. Yeah. Um, because I'm a huge music fan. This is a great way for me to access lots of albums uh, legally. Right, right. Uh, and be able to communicate and share and learn about new music from other people. It's a great, great system. As does it have an educational impl uh, implication? I mean, what am I trying to say? Is there a, is there a way to impact the, <laughs> the education? I think that we use music a lot in, in the classroom, and if well, you know, I've, I've, does that, then this would be a great way for you to access that. And, and, I, and I've actually had format. some. You know, this has come up with quite a bit of you know using instructional bandwidth for. Um, non-instructional tools and um, I, I've certainly had in the past I've asked many teachers to identify you know in the example is Pandora 
Sure. And um, I know teachers who use Pandora for instructional purposes. So I'm not really interested in this argument of music is not instructional. Now, certainly, if you're hitting your head with bandwidth, then is there another is there another way to get music? Absolutely, you know, download it to your iPod, whatever, play it that way. Um, but we know teachers who are using integrated music into their into their lesson plans. Right. This is a way of doing it in a, in a way that that's right. It's just unique and new. Yep. All right. Well, listen, Brett. Um, we hit a lot of topics there, um, and uh, when, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think I actually ate all my sandwich during the show. I only ate half my sandwich. Um, yeah, and you can actually have the rest of that, and uh, I don't ever want to see that again. So listen, uh, EdTech Sandwich. Um, glad you're glad we're back. Glad uh, glad you're back as a as a viewer, and uh, we'll we'll hit you again here soon with another uh, another episode. Your man!